If I, Joe, if I can ask you just to give us a little feedback. Good morning, church. Magadi. Vidipo. Taobon. I'm very blessed to report that my mother has made a, a really miraculous recovery. Um, she had uh, bilateral craniotomies, which means they drilled holes in both sides of her head to relieve the pressure on her brain. She's 83 years old, and I wasn't sure I was going to have my mother anymore. I thought maybe Jesus was going to take her. Because when I got there, she not only had this brain bleeds, say that three times real fast, um, but she also had MERS, which is a lung infection that's very contagious. So I couldn't even go in the room without garmenting up completely in gloves and mask and everything. And um, she couldn't speak and she couldn't uh, move her legs except for just like slightly being able to move them. And they were really excited about that because when they received her, her Glasgow score was four, which is like so low that most people die in that zone with a head injury, like she, uh, internal bleeding like she had. So when I say miraculous, I, I, I appreciate the prayers of God's people because that's what caused God to move his hand and I know for sure saved my mother. And as I was going, you know, just as you know, I don't know, most of you know that we were on a mission trip when I got the news, and we had just led like 44 people to Christ. And then the next morning, we were, you know, we were rejoicing, and the next morning I got this news, and this word came to me. God's word is what sustains me. In Psalm 34, it says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Amen? And that word just kept... Every time I'd see another thing, oh my gosh, MERS, okay, double brain bleeds, double hemisphere bleeds. The Lord delivers them from them all. Amen? And every time another thing would come up, okay, they had to take her off her, the stuff that would keep her um, blood thinned. Well, she's also AFib and has been for 20 years. Okay? So which means her heart beats at an irregular rate. And they tested her and her heart was actually stopping for like six to eight seconds. So now on top of the other thing, she has, the, she has to get a pacemaker installed, a heart, another, a heart surgery after two, two brain surgeries. And so um, as I'm thinking about this, I'm, I, I, I just had a, a presence of the Lord. We prayed and everything just swimmingly well, you know. Um, and I know it's because you guys were praying. I know that. I know that the Lord um, heard your prayers and He answered them. And my mom is is recovered. She's. I, I could tell she was doing well when she started getting ornery with me. 
I would tell her stuff, you know, Mom, you're supposed to keep the sling on your arm and do this. And I, I, I'm fine. I don't need to do that. <laughs> Mom, I'm actually trained to do this stuff, you know. <laughs> so I could tell that she was getting better when she started, uh, you know, bucking my advice. But um, I thank you all for that. Avril would be here today, but she, uh, her back is really bothering her from sitting on a plane for 24 hours and so she needs to recoup a little bit. But she sends her greeting and her love. And we really appreciate that the fact that we are a part of this body and that when one hurts, we all hurt. And when one is rejoiced, we all rejoice. Amen. And we appreciate your prayers. Just one of the things which Joe said is said there is the, the word sustains us. The word of the Lord. So I just want to read again some more, some more words from Psalm 34, verse 15. The eyes of the Lord are towards the righteous, and his ear his ears is towards their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them. Out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones, not one of them is broken. Affliction will slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Maybe just Psalm 34. Just go home, meditate on it. It's just beautiful. It just brings us hope in the world in which we live in, in a world which is tough, a world which is hard. It brings us hope. Anybody else have a gem? Morning. I think today's going to turn out to be quite interesting. Uh, I've had a roller coaster week. But it started off on Monday by apologizing to Zolani because I didn't share last week when he asked if anybody had anything to share. And it went up and down from then on. Uh, If you remember that last week you spoke about the presence of God in the middle of the worship. I had a, a thought, and I saw it all, was the presence was us. The person beside you on the right and on the left, in front of you and behind you. That's the presence of God. And that was what I started to think I ought to share, and I didn't. But then what happened on Thursday and Friday made me realize that it's today that I needed to share, not last week. Um, Kaylee, my beautiful granddaughter, I think a lot of you know her, has done, is in matric. So on Thursday and Friday, Thursday they had the academic awards, and Friday they had the last assembly. So, of course, a beautiful grandfather. I go to both of them. The Thursday evening awards ceremony was absolutely brilliant. Uh, She walked away with two top honours in her subject and things like that. But when they'd finished everything, uh, all the awards that you normally hear, the head boys and all that and the ducks, there was one award left on the table, and it was a new one. It wasn't even in the programme. And what it was for somebody that had overcome. But two people won it. 
a young boy and a young girl. The young girl was uh, autistic, uh, and she came up for that one as an overcomer. She overcame what she was. And the boy was somebody who was a, his mother was a single parent, and he lost her at the beginning of the year, but he carried on in memory of her. And I thought that was absolutely brilliant. But then on Friday morning assembly, that was ridiculous. Because they gave it over to the matrix. There were no teachers involved in it at all. And it was absolutely marvelous. They did wonderful things. Um, I don't quite know which way around to do this. Let's do it this way. But the main speaker was this girl. And she spoke amazingly. Or oh, let me go back the evening before when she was, when those two were given the awards, the kids rose to their feet. They got an amazing ovation for these two kids overcoming. Friday morning, assembly. It was wonderful. But the thing that got me, two things got me, was she was called upon to do the speech to the matrix. And you know how she struggled through that. But she had us in fits of laughter. She had us in tears. When she was finished, the whole hall rose and gave her an ovation. It was absolutely incredible. Then at the end of it, the way they finished it off was all the matrix prefects, they were all in charge of a, a, a section. And Kaylee was the head of catering. And all the matrix had to do was to hand the baton on to the next one that was coming up. But they had to write a letter to that person as well. And I thought that was marvelous. But what I saw in all of that was us. This morning, we all have something to add. We all have something to pass on because Christ is in us. The person in front of you, behind you, left of you, right of you, needs to hear that. And we've heard that this morning, Joe. I mean, we needed to hear that. But it came about because we prayed. We did something. So if you've got something to share, bring it, because it's important. It really is. Um, yeah, just to add on to Andrew's message, um, it's been our last week with Matrix at Kersney this week, and on Wednesday evening, we always have this in that last week, we had an evening where um, the Matrix boys and other boys paid tribute to one another in terms of their walk of faith, really. And, um, yeah, just amazing the tributes that were paid to my senior boys in terms of what the juniors had done for them in terms of encouraging them in, in their walk of faith and more particularly the juniors paying tribute to the matric boys. We've got many boys who lead soul groups in the boarding houses, um, have served on the SCA committee, lead in the worship band and yeah, it's for me as a teacher, we often see the kind of nuts and bolts and the naughtiness and all those things that go on. And it was just an amazing evening. We had so many matric boys who came back. They've had a busy year, and not a lot of them have been at um, SCA this year. But they came back on Wednesday, and they paid tribute. And um, many of them were in tears when they left. And it was just like a really heartfelt evening of 
what God has done in their lives and how, as Andrew said, he uses others to help us in our walk of faith. It's not, um, it's not, a, it's not a journey we, we walk alone. So, yeah, just to give God thanks for that. This week, it's been one of the, the Lord has been speaking to me with three things. I spoke to the young people on Monday, and I felt this is for the church as well, and I've addressed with the elders. That the nation, they need us. We need to engage with the people out there. This world is fallen. This world, there's so much problems. There's so much troubles. As us, as Christians, we need to engage with those people. Number two, we need to love the people out there. Christ has died for us. We just came to the table. Because of that love, why can't we pass it to other people? I've just told the amazing story. I was at Checkers. This lady did not bring the basket. She was carrying a lot of stuff around. And things were falling. And I quickly went to Checkers, outside Checkers. I got the basket and gave it to her. And then I told her, I said, I love you so much. She looked at me with a bright face. Just hearing those words that she's been loved. The essence of in this world, we don't want to love one another. Christians are fighting each other. Not the Christians are not fighting each other. Let's have the mentality of love one another. We can be united if we love one another. Each tribe and each nation is here. One thing that we can fight with the enemy is to love Christ and love one another. And the third one, I've said it, the enemy, he is here to come and steal. But we are here to come and redeem what the enemy has stolen. Nobody is going to do it, but it's us who will stand and say what the enemy has stolen, we want to bring it to the kingdom. And those are my prayers that the Lord may help us to engage. Let's go out. We are the church. We needed to go out to the people. Let's love the people out there. Sometimes it's hard to even engage with our families because there's so much issues. Sometimes it's hard to love our families. But let's forgive those who feel they hate us. Let's love them. Let's go and pray to God what he has stolen, and then we want it back to the kingdom, the enemy. Those are my words. Amen. Hello. Oh, you're there. Okay. <laughs> um, so, last weekend, my sister and I were deep in the Eastern Cape. Uh, it was my um, aunt's funeral. Um, she, um, um, uh, she and my uncle were involved in an accident. Um, and um, yeah, and she passed away. Um, and so we, last weekend, weekend we're in the Eastern Cape. Um, uh, yeah, uh, but the point of my story is 
um, is the glory of God um, in, in suffering. Um, and one of the things that stuck with me over the whole weekend, and especially during the funeral service, is how many people um, spoke of my aunt as a person who had the flavor of God um, in her work, in, in the community, each and every person who, who spoke you know, about her spoke of how, what an amazing um, you know, human being and how much of Jesus um, she carried. Um, and it was, it was an incredible, powerful testimony. And, uh, and it just, I mean, even when my cousins um, uh, spoke of her, um, and even in that grief, there was humor and laughter. Um, but also, I think there was also hope in that whole thing. And that's, uh, that's one of the beautiful things that we have as believers uh, as, as children of God, that we are not a people without hope. Uh, we know that he is not, she is not with us. She is in glory, but we shall be with her again. And what a beautiful and wonderful thing to have in, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of horrific and horrendous things happening in your life, to know that you know, this is not the end. Ultimately, all things um, will work together for good, for those who love God and are called according to his purpose for him. So I just want to leave that with you, um, that in your pain, in your suffering, God is present. And ultimately, all things work for your good, for his glory. Thank you. Maybe I can ask uh, the worship team. Uh, Zuko's got a, a song to sing, and I think... After what you've just said, it's really appropriate. So let's stand and let's worship God in the, in the midst of our lives, whatever is happening in your life. Let's declare that God is our Father. Believe me. But a guy called Jared Pizza, about a month ago, decided to start a group called Hashtag I'm Staying. Yeah? And... He said, let's change the narrative in South Africa from complaining and whining and being negative and focusing on crime to focusing on loving one another and being united. Now, he has not once said, I am a Christian, but I am absolutely sure the man is a Christian. Every third testimony on this group is one which gives glory to God and this is reaching unbelievers in an unprecedented way because the membership of the group in four weeks has exploded to 665,000. And it's well on its way to becoming a million. And the people come from every social background, every color, every place in South Africa and even from abroad. And every person is either sharing a testimony of love and unity or a testimony of how they've overcome pain. And the references to the Lord are abundant. And I just want to give glory to God and say, Lord, please continue to bless this 
incredible movement which I believe you've birthed and I pray it won't be hijacked by the devil. I pray it would not become just a secular humanist thing but that you would use it to spread the word of God. Amen. So my little story, last week I preached from 2 Kings chapter 5 and it started off in the previous week just being Monday and Tuesday, being dwelling in it and loving it and enjoying it and reading the commentaries and then going to Jockey's house on, on the Wednesday and uh, uh, Jockey showed me his reading for the day and it was on 2 Kings chapter 5. Then I preached the sermon last week on 2 Kings chapter 5 and it's the, the story of Naaman uh, having leprosy and being healed by Elisha. So go and, if you weren't here last week, go and read the story. It's a lovely story. But at the end of the service, Tim Hotchkiss ran down from upstairs from the children's church and he said, showed me a picture of what they were coloring in and they were drawing. And they were doing uh, 2 Kings chapter 5. They were doing Naaman getting washed and healed. And we don't coordinate that. It's not some churches are very coordinated and everything works according to plans and what they do upstairs and downstairs and everywhere is the same. Because I believe that God is speaking and there's some more stuff which is going to come out of 2 Kings chapter 5 maybe next week. But uh, just in the, the, the prayer of, uh, it was not a prayer but it's a scripture, Romans chapter 15. May the God of hope. May the God of hope, let that ring, may the God of hope, may the God of hope, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Isn't that beautiful? May the God of hope fill you. What's he going to fill you and I with? With joy and peace. As we believe in the finished work on the cross, as we've been declaring uh, God, God's greatness today, that we would w- operate and work and walk and work in the power of the Holy Spirit so that we might abound in hope and we might bring hope wherever we live, whether it is in the UK or Germany or Stockville or Hillcrest or Gillets, we may abound in hope. 